0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Green or experienced, young or old, lackluster or excellent, employees of a company come in many shapes and sizes. When a company looks to hire someone, unless they're desperate, they typically look for accolades, experience, and a hop-to-it attitude. In other words, an attitude that's ready to win That's ready to take on any challenge put in front of them. Employees of this kind go above and beyond so the company may reach its goals. And maybe you've worked with someone who's like this. These types of employees are a huge advantage to the company as their workmanship or craft is truly outstanding. So on the one hand you have the good employees. and On the other hand you have employees that maybe aren't so experienced but on top of that are also lazy. They don't care what happens to the company. They don't put in any effort. They don't respect their boss. They cheat a dollar or two off of the company. So there you have two employees, good and bad. In our text for this morning, you will see two employees as well. Sheep herders to be exact, the bad, The hirelings, the robbers who have come to destroy, kill, and rob and don't care about the flock. And then the good, the one and only Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ. And that will be our theme focus for this morning. Jesus Christ is the only Good Shepherd. Good in comparison to thieves and hirelings, good by observance of his workmanship. We read from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 2 through 18. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they, that is the Pharisees, did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore, my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. So far our text, we pray that the Holy Spirit bless our study of it. So when we observe the Good Shepherd Jesus Christ, we first observe a comparison to the bad, the bad employees if you will. And who are those that pale in comparison to the work of Jesus? In our text, Jesus makes a comparison between himself and those who are called hirelings and thieves. And who are they? This section of scripture shows that Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees. The Pharisees, those high and mighty religious rulers of the day and their prideful delusions, questioned Jesus after Jesus implied that they were spiritually blind. Then Jesus explains further by saying, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. Jesus calls them out. They certainly did not come upon the sheepfold in the name of Jesus. They did not enter the door. They climbed in a different way to rob. The Pharisees then didn't get this at first. So Jesus more emphatically states that the Pharisees are not true shepherds. And if so, what are they then? Jesus calls them thieves who have come to rob, destroy, and kill. They sneak into the pasture using, with, without using the sheep gate. In other words, they were imposters. They didn't approach the flock in the only way possible. Jesus Christ. Jesus states that anyone who goes through him, the door, will be saved. They will go in freely, go in and out as they please, and they will have pasture there. Through this door, the people have salvation. They have life. The flock and its spiritual leaders can only go through this gate, and they have abundant blessings if they do so. The Pharisees did not. They try to go in through other ways, and they only do so to rob, kill, and destroy. And what does this look like outside of the illustration? They don't offer the name of Jesus. They offer merits. They offer pride. And they... destroy the faith of those they take care of. This isn't what shepherds do. This is what criminals do. This is horrible and it is in strict violation of God's Jesus work as good shepherd. And Jesus doesn't stop there. He calls them thieves and robbers but he also calls them hirelings. And how are the Pharisees hirelings? They served as spiritual leaders, if you will, but they were not true shepherds of the flock. They were bad employees who cared nothing about the flock and how to manage it. They are only in it for the company dime on company time. They want the prestige and the money, so they take the mantle, but what happens when true danger approaches? When wolves come, what does the hireling do? They ought to protect the flock, but instead they run away, letting the flock be attacked and scattered. When the going got rough, when hard times pressed the people, testing their faith, the Pharisees didn't help, but dodged the problem. If you want an illustration, when Judas cast the 30 pieces of silver, saying, I have sinned, the Pharisees said, what is that to us? That's not what shepherds do. In our day and age, the Pharisees don't exist anymore, but there are certainly thieves and hirelings in our time as well. You and me both, as the flock, are we able to discern those thieves and robbers in our time? Have we been taken away, perhaps, at some point? Have we been exposed to wolf-like spiritual dangers because of hirelings? thieves and neglectful hired hands are all around false teachers and their various false teachings are in churches everywhere promoting ways to salvation outside of what's told to us in scripture false religions and philosophies without christ point to various paths to supposed peace leading to doom sinful lifestyles are being promoted all over the world, lifestyles that would take the Ten Commandments of God and shatter them on the ground. Sinful attitudes are being promoted all over, making hearts grow cold. And have we listened to any of these things? Was it a teaching contrary to God's word, perhaps, that we maybe accepted because it felt right or made sense? Was it an evil against our neighbor that we passed off as loyalty to God or an evil against God that we passed off as love to our neighbor? All these various thieves and hirelings fall in comparison to the shepherd. The good shepherd does not climb in to steal or rob. Anything that is not him is utter danger. Jesus far outshines these robbers by contrast. Whereas he calls them evil, he says of himself very emphatically that he is the good shepherd. And I'd like to point out a three-fold emphasis of this. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, the one and only, the only way to salvation. He says, I am the good shepherd, pure in everything that he does, skilled loving and is known as the beautiful savior and his craft reflects it he is the good shepherd unlike the hired hand he doesn't run away from the sheep he lays down his life for the sheep we like for you see we like sheep are not very bright we would be taken down by wolves if it were up to us If our faith is put in worldly philosophies, these mere hired hands of the day, when the going got rough, we would be scattered and destroyed. But Jesus, our one true shepherd, doesn't run from robbers and wolves. He gets us through every hardship, lays down his life for us, puts himself between us and the dangers of the world. He came upon the cross to destroy those who would destroy the flock namely, the devil and his forces. The shepherd, Jesus Christ, is good. The only good shepherd will never run from you. He will be with you during every wolf attack of life. When hope seems lost, when loved ones die, when betrayal from friends sets in, when times are tough, when we seem vulnerable, Jesus is there to assure That he has given us safety. By him do we have peace and hope for joy and life eternal. So Jesus lays down his life for us. That's one wonderful blessing of him being our shepherd. Another is that he knows each and every one of us. As good shepherd, he knows each member of the flock personally. I once saw a painting where Jesus was portrayed as a shepherd and around him were many different kinds of sheep. One was a lamb with a bandaged limb limping alongside the shepherd. One was a mother leading her young. One was a gruff ram with horns and a stoic expression. One was a young ram running to and fro among the outskirts of the flock. One was a black sheep who seemed different from the rest, and one was a young lamb in the arms of the Savior. This painting depicted the various differences of the flock. And Jesus knows all of these differences. He knows each and every one of us and what we need, and he knows our life situations. And he provides his love accordingly. The sheep then are said also to know him. They know him because the shepherd loved them and cared for them. The sheep learned by instinct to trust their shepherd and expect his love. And Christ knows each one of us and gives us everything we need. He knows all our situations, from the meek lambs to the gruff rams among us. We receive the blessings of Jesus. And we know him. How? Because his voice, in other words, his word, has entered our hearts, creating a loving, trusting faith in our good shepherd. And this relationship that is now created is so strong that Jesus, in our text, likens it to him and the Father, pointing out the strong bond that is now given by grace. So, Jesus lays down his life for us, knows each of us personally. He's also, he also gathers sheep outside the pen. He mentions that he has others also. At the time when Jesus said this, it may have been shocking. He was referring to Gentiles, the people outside the Jewish society emphasizing the universality of Jesus' work as shepherd. For those who haven't entered through the sheep gate of salvation, Jesus uses his voice to bring them in. He goes out with his calling voice, his word into the world, to bring thousands to faith. He brought us to faith by water and the word, and he gathers thousands into his church. He is a very good shepherd indeed. He keeps us safe from evil, protecting us. He knows us personally. He even gathers sheep from outside the flock, yet these aren't even the greatest works of his craft. The greatest work of his craft is the center point of all these blessings. It's what keeps us safe from spiritual dangers. It's the center point of each of our individual needs. It is the message that has gathered those from outside the pen. And this center blessing, Jesus words it this way. I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. Jesus is the Good Shepherd, the eternal Son of God. No one could force his death. No wolf could overcome him if they tried. No Roman legion nor Jewish mob unless he let them. He had to let them. He had to die. How else could the sheep be safe, cared for, and gathered? They were helpless. They couldn't do anything. All, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, but the Lord laid on him, the good shepherd, the iniquity of us all. Jesus offered up a perfect life in our place, keeping every will and command of our Lord on our behalf, and suffered and died, laying down his life so that we have all these wonderful blessings of safety and knowledge and security. He gives us his his sinless life. He took up hell to give us heaven. Yet, how do we know this isn't another thief climbing over to take us to our doom? How do we know that this accomplished such a wonderful reality? Jesus is the only good shepherd because not only did he die for us and offer his perfect life, but he affirmed it in his resurrection from the dead. He rose from the dead, assuring us of these blessings. No thief or hireling could ever do this. The good shepherd is the only one, and he has. When the flock thought that Jesus died, he came back saying, Don't worry, guys. I just had to make sure you were safe. I'm back now. And I'm not going anywhere. And he hasn't gone anywhere. He died and rose again for our salvation. He built the gate and protected fence with his cross and empty grave. And he now keeps us safe. He fights off the robbers and wolves. He doesn't run away like a hired hand. He knows us personally. He has gathered each one of us into his kingdom. He is not a robber or a thief. He is the solely, truly, one and only Good Shepherd. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.